Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Between the Lines podcast. Here I am today with a very special guest, Aaron Frenzy. Thank you for having Thank me. Come on, Aaron. So basically, today we're going to switch up a little bit. Obviously, I've been talking a lot to the NBA, NFL, and I'm decided to go on football for a bit, which is a nice change. Um, I've been, been told for a while that I should go on to football, but in the past, over the last few years, I haven't really been that interested in it. Beforehand, I was, back when I was younger. But I've gone back into it, especially this summer. And it's been a pretty interesting summer in terms of transfers and whatnot to uh, get back into it. Um, so, as I start that off, we're going to be talking about the best and worst transfers. We're going to stick to the Premier League for now, as there's a lot of stuff to talk about. It's going to go fully over Europe and whatnot. That may come over in later later episodes. But, uh, yeah, we're going to start off. Aaron, what are your thoughts on Chelsea's transfer? Well, I think Chelsea's so obviously incredible transfer. Like, I think they've had the best transfer out of any Prem club this season. They spent a lot of money, like Havertz for 72 mil, but he's shown quality for Leverkusen last year, so he's yeah. kind of worth the price tag, in my opinion. And Werner as well, he proved it. He showed like how good he was against people like Tottenham last year, who scored that penalty to knock us out of the Champions League. Like, showed how good he is, so I think it's yeah. a great signing for only £40 million as well. The... well on, also, Ziyech, yeah, he's, he's a baller. Like, you could, he yeah. demolished Chelsea last season. I know he didn't win in the oh, yeah, he's yeah. got that corner did, goal as well. Or free it was amazing. And that celebration, that celebration yeah. as well, that was one to remember. Um, yeah, I mean, I think as well, which I particularly like about it, because I'm a Chelsea fan, um, is that just how young the players they're buying are. They're not buying players in a few years, they'll just go on to sell for, a, you know, a net loss. And, um, you know, they'll only be good for a few years. You know, Havertz 21, Werner's 24. Yeah. So, yeah, he's about 26, be, 27, he's so he's in his prime now, yeah. But he's in his prime now. Exactly. Chilwell's, what, 21? Um, they're players like Malang Saar, who's 21, I believe. But then obviously you do have players like Thiago Silva, who's free, but he's obviously being exactly he's being signed for ex- for experience to kind of I think it's almost more valuable in terms of buying a top top centre uh, centre back. Like I don't say obviously he's more valuable than someone like Laporte because he's obviously not. But in terms of getting players such as Zuma and Christensen and Tamori develop in this year, it's actually critical for Chelsea because their defence has really been lackluster. Obviously players like Mendy as well, who's about twenty eight. But Kiva's have a much, much longer yeah, lifespan of their positions. I just so, brought like a wave of all the defenders because you see like people like Rudiger didn't play that well after lockdown. So I think the signings of Malang Saar and Douglas Silva will like put pressure yeah. on them to perform better. I think, like Carab- exactly. Oh, and I do well. wonder. Oh, so we got knocked out. <laughs> yeah. FA. <laughs> <laughs> I do wonder as well um, what's going to go on with Rudiger because I think Chelsea wanted to sell him. There wasn't oh. too much interest. Ruger then expressed how he wanted to. He wanted to come to Tottenham. Sorry, go on. I hear your voice there. On loan. Yeah, um, and then he kind of expressed afterwards like he does want to fight for his place in the team. But seeing as obviously you got Chelsea still as the definite starter, kind of rotating in with Zuma and Christensen. Zuma playing very very well. We'll talk about that later. I've got Tamori as well, who who rejected a loan, I believe, a loan move away because he wants to fight for his position and you know learn from. Uh, players are already there, such as uh, Asmukweta and uh, Silva. And so it's interesting to see how that rotation goes. Chelsea got the depth there. But um, yeah, and also now it's all about Tottenham. Aaron, I Tottenham. think we've had a really what good chance win there, to win it. It's been seven years since Bale left and Tottenham fans have been wanting... He'd be, we've been linked to him every single transfer and they're wanting him to come back. Oh, he's finally back. It's just insane. He's yeah. one of our best players in our history. He won um, Premier League player of the season twice in a row. Young player of the season once. I'm just really happy to see him back. 
Right, but I mean, obviously, I wouldn't say he's the same guy that he was seven years ago. But the fact, I think as well, it's more like a sentimental thing. Even I, find, I feel like it gives. I think it gives Tottenham fans a bit of hope because I think obviously you know Tottenham are a very very good team. But the things they can kind of say is like, oh yeah, we put pressure on Chelsea when they won the league. You know, we went to the Champions League final, but they never really got. You know, they never got. Yeah. They got too too far. But I think the thing they have now, looking at Kane up top and Kane and Son, who I mean, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Their form is is incredible. Um, they've signed players like Hoiberg as well for about 15 mil and they got that Vinicius uh, from was it, goals last season on loan I mean their score depth is very and very impressive another now. thing about Bale is um, that because since Tottenham don't win a lot of trophies he's probably the most decorated player that we've ever seen at our club four Champions League so many league titles yeah. for every club but he's going to bring a lot of experience to the dressing room and he wants to win trophies he's a serial winner it's exactly what we need for them yeah exactly and you can tell that he's happy that he's back as well which is good because I feel like he's a bit of a a team cancer at Madrid. And also, that's never going to be a positive thing. Yeah, you've seen this video. I mean, I can't lie, to be honest. Being totally honest, I lost a bit of respect for him, seeing as how I'm not sure the whole, you know, how everything goes on behind the scenes, but it just didn't really seem like, even the way he didn't even bother to learn Spanish mm. or didn't learn Spanish then, I thought. But I think it's good that he's back at Spurs where he feels better, and I feel like he's going to, he's going to become a better person because of that. But we're not here to talk about feelings. Yeah, but you know, you're about how he's going to play on the pitch. But he won them uh, the Champions League against Liverpool. Liverpool. He's won all with them, I think they treated him yeah. really badly for the competition. Oh yeah, definitely. It wasn't solely on his part that uh, the relationship was bad. He definitely did a lot for them. But um, okay, so then we're going to move on now to Premier League predictions. Now with the Premier League, I think they're notoriously known to be one of the most unpredictable leagues in the in the, in the world. It's, you know, you can never really get it right, which is why, as we say this, uh, don't come at me or Aaron in you know when the season's over even though there won't be anyone because no one really cares that much. But, yeah, so first of all, I think we both unanimously decided... Well, I think the this is probably the most competitive season we've ever seen. It's going to be very tight, all the predictions. But we've both gone for Man City first. Yeah. Initially, I had Liverpool, but then after seeing the yeah. move 7-2 to Aston Villa, I was kind of doubting it. Now, I've Alisson out for a few weeks and mm-hmm. Van Dijk out for the rest of the season. It's not looking good for them at all. Yeah. The problem with Van Dijk's injury as well, I mean, yeah. he's not young... And with ACL injuries, generally, they're one of those injuries that there's about an 80% chance. I mean, it also depends on the type of ACL injury. But when you completely torn your ACL, like an 80% chance, you regain first athleticism for mobility, for ability in general. So if he kind of, because obviously he's had a bit of a dip in form over the last year, I'm pretty sure, in terms of, you know, regarding his play he had, what, a year or two ago when he was, like, fantastic, like, literally perfect. Um, so if that drops even further... It's pretty worrying for Liverpool because he's kind of the glue that, you know, uh, kind of puts them all together, especially when you have players like yeah, Trent. They won't get the freedom they can do attacking. They have that security of Van Dijk at centre-back exactly. and now they've just got Joe Gomez, who personally, I don't rate him as a centre-back at all. Yeah. They've got Matip as well, but I mean, you could argue they'll work well with Fabinho because he played really well against Chelsea as centre-back. If he comes into that centre-back role, I reckon they can still challenge for the league. But I just don't think they will win it. Yeah, there's so I think, I mean, with City, I think one thing that stands out is obviously that they're, um, they've got many star players like Sterling, Silva, also De Bruyne, Rodri, Laporte, countless others. But also their depth. They place like Ferran Torres on the bench with Foden. Uh, they've got Ruben Diaz. I mean, he'll probably start. They've got Nathan Ake, who's signed. I'm going to go what Mourinho said before the beginning of the last season, he was like, the four teams that can win the league are Tottenham, Liverpool, City, and City's B team. It just shows how much depth they have. 
years early. I mean, I remember it was I mean, I feel like comparing them to uh, was it Juventus two years ago when they first signed Ronaldo. I think it was there. Like I saw it on a uh, social media, their B team was like yeah. easily competing for. A nah, he's used in the B team. He's a good like, player. They have. Go on. So, uh, moving, sorry, moving on, I'm going to go with predictions a bit more. As obviously, we're focusing more on the top ones. We'll go down a bit more and talk about them. But second, yeah, both of the same ones, both with Liverpool. Obviously, Liverpool, you know, if Van Dijk didn't get injured, I'd say they could be competing easily for the first one as they won the last, last years. But um, I think Van Dijk is that good that kind of fits them together. I did well, tell those signings. Very, very good signings. Apart from that, 100%. Yeah. And he's a great passer. Um, Injury. The thing I'm thinking of is just. Um, injured against. Yeah, exactly. They, they made some nice signings in Minamino and Hota, but apart from that, uh, they haven't made two other signings that can really kind of change the team in terms of improvement. Improvement. Obviously, there isn't much to improve. Like, there's never going to be a. You can't really improve much from what they have. Because I remember as well hearing that, for example, Klopp, when talking about Chelsea and City, uh, not necessarily Chelsea much, but let's say City and Man United, um, he's never really going to go out and sign yeah. a player 50 mil to the bench. You know, which City are kind of notoriously known for. They'll happily spend 50 on a guy that may sit in reserve for a while, and just in case of injury. So, you know, also, you look, I think there's a big difference between their starters and their bench players. Even though their bench players are good, and they have a good uh, rotation midfield example of, uh, Wijnaldum and Henderson for being in there. They got Thiago and Keita as well, and James Milner. Apart from that, there's a bit of a weakness. I feel like, which I feel like could come to her, especially when injury comes around. Especially because now they're missing Van Dyke. I remember I saw today or yesterday that they're interested oh, yeah. in that he's centre back from Leipzig. Yeah, but very he's aggressive. Like you can see him against Tottenham. He's one of the most aggressive players I've ever seen play. Yeah, and that fits perfectly. Oh, not- I probably get so, a penalty every time he makes I a think foul. If it, yeah. yeah, true. I guess there's a yeah, nothing's perfect. But um, now we're gonna move on to our next prediction. I have. I think this is a bit different now. This one it comes, starts to change a little bit. Chelsea, just because it's purely just the signings they've made, the players they currently have. Got a new goalkeeper, Mendy. A lot yeah. better than Kepa. I reckon they can. I reckon they'll come third. Uh, Tottenham, and of course, who's your, who's your Gareth Bale, they're the best front three in the league. Arguably, okay. live, I think they're the best front three in the league right now. I, I yeah. find it hard to believe that. And we're in good form as well. I just, I don't see us coming outside of yeah. the top four. So I have a third, actually, I have Arsenal. I thought I'd mix up a little bit. You know, Arsenal, they've just been playing very, very well this season. Like, Mikel Arteta has been doing brilliant work. I mean, you think they're, they're front three. Bami and Lacazette are then interchangeable between Willian and Pepe. And then they also have um, they signed Thomas Partey, yeah. which I think was one of the better signings of uh, this year. Especially when he was that he was bought at around of his value. Yeah. He thinks yeah, he's young since about 24-25, maybe. Yeah. So, it's really good for them for a while. I think, you know, defensive-wise, I think they lack a bit of depth. He scored this game as well. He's a really good player. Brazilian centre-back. Very good player. Yeah. And um, I think overall, I think they'll do well. Now, obviously, this can come back to buy me because I feel like they have the potential to finish third or sixth. Mm. And they're kind of one of those teams. Uh, moving on, I fourth, Ch- fourth Chelsea. I'm a Chelsea fan. I want to be biased, obviously. I think Chelsea are good. I mean, they have, on paper, one of the best teams in the league yeah. when they play well. But, obviously, I, I don't, it's not the level of Liverpool and City, but close, 
close or not close, but as a third option, I'd say they're there. But it's just through consistency and gelling. They bought a lot of new players this year. They got a good like a lot of you know, mix of young players fighting for their position, players that they bought in for a lot of money, and then older players that have been there for a while. I think if this team's chemistry works properly, they can be one of the most dangerous teams in the league. But right now that's not happening. And obviously it'll take a while, so I think Chelsea have a pretty slow start to the year. You know, they're still trying to find out their full starting eleven that they haven't even played. Exactly. So I think I think at least Chelsea's expectations shouldn't be too high this year. I think Champions League football one hundred percent they need to get that, otherwise it's very disappointing. But people saying that they shouldn't go chance the league or even second place, I think it's quite ridiculous. I think they'll have a strong hot second half of the season once they've kind of chilled a bit more. I think the next year is when Chelsea's time is really to strike. But for now, I think they've just got to gel, learn, you know, the young centre-backs of Zuma and Christensen's more need to yeah. learn under Thiago Silva. Um, time for Reese James to develop and blossom, as well as players like Ben Chilwell. And then in the next year, as a, if everything goes to plan, I think they'll be quite formidable. Now at six, uh, five on Tottenham, but I have some surprise takes that I will mention later. Well, I believe the they could even go to yeah. third or fourth. Third's a bit push. I think third's a bit push, but fourth is definitely an easy chance because, as Aaron was saying, you know, it's um, as you're saying, they have like such good front three. The signs they made work well. I think as well. But I think the thing as well with them is that they haven't made signings in, in terms of. Um, I'm waffling a bit here. They haven't made like really, really big yeah, signings. Because we, like, it's kind of hard to do. You have, we signed Hoiberg, who's just, we needed to see the end of winning. He's just diabolical. He's not good at all. So we have Hoiberg, who's like a more commanding. He kind of gels the team together, kind of holds that role where he can allow Don Blay on yeah. the to push forward a bit more. So he can just do basically all do all the dirty work in, mid, dirty work in midfield. And he's only 50 million, which is a bargain considering Carl Walker Peters, which fell more the other way. Yeah. So we basically spent three million on Hoiberg, which is an amazing signing. That's a very, very good signing. Um, I think it's all Regulon. It's a very good signing now, obviously. Well, so you were saying that with Madrid, they got the buyback clause, which Madrid apparently are already interested in doing that due to Marcelo's poor form. But apparently you yeah. said that clause... I'm a bit worried that he's going to go back, back to Madrid. Madrid. That's true. Go back after one year. I yeah, see. I mean... I'd say, yeah, I'd say he'd be more interested if it was in a year mm-hmm. or so with Marcelo's mm-hmm. definitely out of the rotation because obviously they need to go for stars, but I feel like if Marcelo picks up his form again, I think we're obviously going to go with Marcelo. So it's a yeah, bench player. There's no going back to Tottenham after that, really. Yeah, again, in terms of I think it was some of that. Zidane was a bit, um, like, he kind of fell out a bit with Reguilon. I'm not sure how true that is, but I'm just hoping that he sees the job for Real Madrid mm-hmm. until, because the buyback clause is only active for two years, so hopefully after yeah. two years. On the job, so we won't get him back. Okay. So we can keep it. Yeah. Um, moving on, I have Man U at six. I just think, yeah, there's, there's, I don't really know what's going on in Manchester right now, to be honest. Um, paper that on paper they're a good team. Ole. Do you really think Ole's the Ole. guy for the job? <laughs> I'm not really sure. Ole, sorry, Ole. Uh, I'm not sure, to be honest. I mean. I don't have too much to say, to be honest. No, as uh, I, as Man, I said, I've got and a you have a good chance, especially with Donny van der Beek coming. He's a very good player. He's proved it in the Champions League, especially against Tottenham. Chelsea scored against both those yeah. clubs. I mean, they didn't get Sancho, obviously, which which would have been their marquee signing. They got Amad Traore for 30 mil, which is a bit of a weird signing because he's going to go to their academy. 
30 million for a player who didn't play 25 minutes of professional football is a, yeah. I, in my opinion is not a good signing at all Van der Beek's a good signing obviously they have Bruno Fernandes already who's quality yeah. like one of the best midfielders in the league Pogba needs to, if Pogba finds his form then Man have a very good chance of challenging for top four because he's he was quality when he's on his when he's on his day yeah the only thing I'm thinking of is like Man U kind of a team that are kind of stuck in the middle of like they're definitely competing in top four Obviously, they want to win. They want to go for the title. But do they have team for the title? I think. I honestly don't. I've seen some things where some Manu fans and some people say they should sell Pog, players like Pogba, um, even players like Martial, potentially. Even, you know, let, let Maguire go on a free. Um, I, think that, I, I think that's their problem, to be honest. Just from an out, like a general neutral out, outlook. Just like, um, they're good, but I shouldn't think they're good enough. And I think... There's yeah. also good young players like Martial, Greenwood, Rashford. I mean, their whole team is very um, young, isn't it? Like, their whole team is uh, young, yeah, except yeah. for De Gea, but he's a goalkeeper, so it doesn't yeah. really matter. But then, yet again, you have Bruno Fernandes, apparently, he lost faith in Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, so I'm not sure how long he's going to stay in the group. But then, I saw that, but then I, I saw that, I mean, obviously, again, they could just be saying things, but I saw that in an interview, then he said he done, he didn't have it. There was, you know, that those were fake, fake rumours. They'll just be saying he did train. But then there's rumours that Pochettino will come to that job. And obviously, he managed us before, Tottenham, but I think he'd be a good player for Man U, a good signing for Man U as a manager, because he's a bit of a talented manager. Just hope, I'm not sure if he can win the trophies, though, because he's not got that kind of determination that Jose Mourinho has. And you can see from the, if you've watched the Amazon Prime documentary about us, you can see how much, um, how determined Mourinho is to win us trophies. I'm sure Pochettino have that same effect on the players. Yeah. No, I'll go on. I'd have some 7-12. They're performing very well right now. We're signing to Alan, yeah. Hamas Rodriguez, who's an absolute beast. Um, Dominic Cavalloon playing really well, top scorer and drawing with Sock. Yeah, I mean, he's got seven goals in five games, yeah. and Rodriguez has got three goals and three assists in five games. They've been working out amazing. So, obviously, everyone, a lot of people are saying, like, Wondering how will Hamid Rodriguez fit in the Premier League? And you have Ancelotti, the manager. He's very, obviously very, done very it in Madrid. Well. He's done it everywhere. He's a very good manager. So I think, and it's his first, I think it's his first full mm-hmm. season. Yeah, Chelsea as well. Chelsea. So hopefully he can do well. Because you can see when watching him play against Liverpool, yeah. he, he didn't crack a smile the whole match. You could tell that he's determined to just try and get that win. I know it's Liverpool, but yeah. he's like a very good manager. I think he can take them. I mean, because what they're first, they're first now, but I, you know, they're not going to obviously win. They just don't have the depth for that. Just the general, uh, what would you call it, longevity? No, because I can't think of the word. But they kind of, I think they're going to be a team that they're definitely going to kind of send tremors through the league kind of thing, where they're going to, you know, teams are looking out for them. They're obviously not teams to take lightly, but you know, I think they can definitely compete for a fourth spot. But just with how competitive the league is, it's one of those things where I feel like after three. It's anyone's game, to be honest. Or after two, sorry. So you have City and City and Liverpool. After that, I kind of feel like generally you can have you can interchange a lot of people. Obviously, you generally would have teams like Chelsea and Tottenham up there, and Man U, and obviously I put Arsenal third. But like it, it, it's very give or take. So I think that's some good potential. I think they're just kind of stuck in that bit bit right now, where they're not going to continue. I, I also I'm going to too much longer. I'd say skip on to my next prediction. I know we've skipped eight. I put Wolves eight, but nine. I've got Leicester ninth, and the thing is, I I yeah. would have had them higher up. They're fourth right now on the table, winning yeah, the last same. three games in the Prem. But now 
two inches out for three months, and he's obviously a very good centre back. He proved it last year. I just don't think that Leicester also losing Chilwell. I don't yeah. think they're going to be as good as they were this season. I don't see them getting top um, eight this season. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I definitely see that. I mean, yeah, they're definitely the formation of what they once were a few years ago, and um, I think they're just going to be a team that's always going to be a bit underrated in terms of like you know players. They play well together, and they're better than they are on paper, but you know they're they're not going to be competing anytime soon. I think again, it's a change where they could be maybe as high as seventh or something, but yeah, I'd say they're going to sit sit nice and crispy in line. Um, I think the next kind of five to seven of my predictions is pretty interchangeable generally i'm again as i said i'm new to the Premier League again so i'm not like 100 aware of you know how good teams are in terms of how their players are and form they're in so i can actually you know give an honest opinion of how good they are but i've got west ham at 10 chris Palace at 11 Southampton at 12 13 is Villa, 14 Burnley, 15 Leeds, 16 Newcastle, 17 Brighton. Yeah, the relegation got Sheffield, West Brom, and Fulham. You know, yeah, I think that's a general, you know, unanimous decision or should be unanimous by everyone. Um, sorry for the fans. But, um, but yeah, obviously, again, I'm not too knowledgeable, so don't bring me up on that. Uh, I, I've got, oh, let me take it. Yeah. I've got now, um, Southampton 10th and Villa 11th because I think that. Villa came 17th last year. They just great, um, um, like staying in the league. But obviously they're doing very well right now. Grealish yeah. and Watkins playing really well. Mings is playing very well as well. They got new, new signing of Martinez and Gold. He's really showing against like um, showing Arsenal last year. I think they're gonna constantly come in the yeah, um, like top like 12. Do you think it's worth um, oh, I think it could be. I know he wasn't as great for Chelsea, but he's over like three goals for Aston Villa already. He's doing really he's well. I, I think we'll, they'll just see how he goes, and if yeah, if he does well until the end of his loan, they should buy him. Well, I think it could be good for Vardy to be honest, because he's still. I mean, he's what 26, 27? so he's not. He's not completely out of it, and he's. I mean, obviously, he's not young. He's twenty six. But um, obviously, kind of, you know, he's a great signing from Everton by Chelsea. He's a really exciting player. Played well, but kind of inconsistency. He's felt rotations, and then he, I think it's a good level. Chelsea is except Mason Mount and Frank Lobb. Uh, so, he, I also linked to Harlem, so I really yeah, love Frank, to see Frank, uh, Frank Lobb playing. Anyway. So obviously, he's falling out there. Yeah, no, hundred percent. So I think, especially as well, Chelsea have already got a good bit of midfield depth. And they have Ruben off his cheek out on loan, which I feel like they're more favourable to have Ruben off his cheek over Barkley. So, no, I mean, I, I don't I don't like either of them in terms of like, well, let's say to start or even be the first option for the bench, but those are the options Chelsea have at the moment. I say they prefer Loftus cheek over Chris Barkley. But, um, is yeah, that, I think is we should that, move on to Hot Takes. Is that for your predictions? I say, should we move on? I think that give me some Harry Kane can improve his record this season. I mean, the record is 20 assists by Thierry Henry and mm-hmm. Kevin De Bruyne. Kane's on seven already, and we're only a seventh or an eighth yeah. for the season. So, yeah, you said. So he's on because, the track for what? Obviously, he won't get, that, get played by injuries. He's very insane. And obviously, he won't be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but 
I still think he can do I it because he's got Chico seven it, already. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I think he can easily get it. And I was, I was speaking to a few City fans, and they're you know the quite worried that he's going to break the record as well. Yeah, I mean, do you think um, do you know what the record is for like I, in all I competitions? Well, I say fifty three in all competitions. Well, it depends how far they get. I say. In all I think Kane's kind of going for stats in terms of assists. Like he, I think he'll try and he'll show his prolific goal scoring in the Europe League. But I think he'll just assist more in the Premier League to try and get the records. You know, Kane loves breaking mm-hmm. records. Golden Boot twice in a year, World Cup Golden Boot. He loves it. So I reckon he'll um, play more as a centre yeah. forward like strike a kind of role in the Europe League. But if for um, Tottenham in the Premier League, I reckon he'll try and get more assists because I reckon he's going to want to break that record. Like, he's a good player. Yeah. Now, one of my hot takes, I guess, kind of going on what has been mentioned a little bit, but like Everton or Tottenham making top four. You obviously mentioned it, but, um, you know, obviously Everton are in great run of form. It surprised everyone. Well, surprised everyone, but I guess Everton fans. And um, I think, obviously, this run of form is hard to continue and keep up, especially in the Premier League. But I think if it keeps going their way, everything keeps clicking, they definitely have potential to knock out some like Arsenal, yeah, Chelsea, Man United, Tottenham, that fourth spot. I think third is very, very difficult. And I think, going on what you've been saying, I think you've been breaking Tottenham, and rightly so, <laughs> I say Tottenham definitely for his third spot. Again, like I said, two, two and one, there's no confidence about really, unless it's like an bad injury. It's very injury prone. Kane's kind of injury prone. Purcell, but, um, who's one of our best midfielders, injury prone, and he's quite injury prone. Yeah. 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 So if everything clicks right, Tottenham can definitely. I mean, I think Tottenham are, are going to get Champions League football. Obviously, it goes against my prediction because I have them going fifth. But, you know, again, I said, as I said a billion times today, it's interchangeable. You know, nothing's set in yeah. stone. I think I they know. definitely can challenge for it. And one thing I was commenting on as well is everyone's been kind of praising Zuma. And, you know, rightly so. He's been playing very well. But then uh, I think I want to ask you, Aaron, what kind of, what's your predictions for the Chelsea centre-backs, let's say, next season? Or how do you think they're going to end up after, you know, well, Pochettino or Honestly, I think first you have Malang Sarah going at the Porto. It depends how well he does. So I can see him. I can see him starting with Chelsea okay. alongside Zuma. That's good sign. Um, I don't think Rudiger has a chance to get back into that Chelsea, okay. to be honest. Um, you have Zuma. Zuma's still quite young. No. I think Zuma will keep his number one spot at centre-back. He's a quality centre-back. Scored two goals this season. Aerial threat is a big... Yeah, you have... I think Malang Sol can yeah, take that spot after Thiago well. Silva. Mori, I think he'll need a few more years. I reckon he should go out on loan, get mm. confidence, get a bit of game time under his belt, and then he can come back and Change yeah. your um, starting spot, but those three, I think. Yeah. No, I, I, I do not. I mean, I think Christensen is still up in the air a bit because he's been like he. he I remember he had a lot of potential when he first came to Chelsea a good few years ago. Um, he kind of getting on a bit in age now. Yeah. How old is he now? Twenty five. No, he's not good. Six. He's uh he's twenty four. And he's only five, so I mean, I, I mean, he's one of those players that he seems to get a few red cards this year now. I, I, I don't think he's a good player at all. Like, he's he's and, still quite young, he doesn't really get a lot of game time. I don't see why he's still at Chelsea. I think he'll just go somewhere else because all the facts now, there's no point in yeah. staying. One thing I don't really like, 
I mean, I've been a big fan of Zuma. I want him to be a starter. I mean, I really didn't like the Chelsea's 3-3 draw against Southampton, which was a very disappointing game defensively. Is that um, how when Kepa made that big mistake, when he tried to, I mean, I think it was a bit confusing mm-hmm. what was going on, when he tried to, like, slide the ball, but it hit the post. And then it just went for the rebound. And Southampton obviously scored from that. It was seen that Christensen was all around the ball trying to help and putting a lot of effort. Ozuma was literally just standing a few metres away in the box, just not doing anything. But I, I think if he did actually put an effort and tried to help out, he yeah, could have... Oh, it's probably the old George Wallings in the West Ham game. I can't... Oh, we don't talk, we're not going to talk about that, though. We're not going to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One thing as well I actually want to bring up that I, we didn't really talk about is the worst transfer. Quest- well, I don't think it's like a bad transfer, but I think maybe transfer history will go on. Is a uh, yeah, it's but City now and their defense. Was, I saw that since Pep came in twenty sixteen, it's been four hundred twenty eight five million defenders, and that's ridiculous for like yeah. They they bought obviously Cantona bought him for around six mil oh. last season. He was just bench yeah. one the whole season, but now he's finally getting game time as left back. So I just don't think they spent a lot of money. John Stones fifty million. I just don't think that is needed to be honest. And um, and I'm, I I'm, I saw a thing on uh, Instagram or whatever saying that how I mean I'm not sure how true it is, but that they spent more on defense than you know in that in that time period than I think like the British military spent on their like defense, which if true is pretty funny, but um I mean if you look at their team they have you know we've yeah, seen Ruben Diaz we started we've linked to him as well he's a very defensive back he's done well when he gets well. when he fits in yeah. So then you have their Nathan bench and what, well. so John Stones, Nathan Yeah. So you got uh, Nathan yes, Aki, who they bought this summer for about 50 mil, was it? 40 mil? Pretty expensive. And, uh, and then they, you know, Nathan Aki, the former Chelsea player, who got insult the form, I think. Well, John Stones, they bought a good few years ago, about 50 mil. So the bench of just centre-backs or centre-backs and left-back is currently consisting of about 100 mil. And then obviously... You know, they obviously have uh, Mendy left back. If you put Cancelo there, he can start. But let's say you have Cancelo on the bench. That's 60 mil. Mm-hmm. So 160 yeah. mil or defenders on the bench. I think it's a lot of money. And I think, you know, especially when they had their recent sort of struggles or something. I'm not sure what really struggles back then. They had yeah, Mendy yeah. when they you know, shit off to Benfica as part of the Diaz deal. Honestly, their team is very, very good, obviously. But, um... And on paper, their defence is good, but something's obviously not clicking. I don't think they have it better oh. than United in terms of uh, Harry Maguire, so anything like Harry Maguire. Because, I mean, Harry, Harry Maguire, he has had some very good plays. I think people tend to forget that he can be a good defender. He's just overshadowed by his mistakes, which have seemed to become more and more apparent. It's a shame, because I remember watching him in the World Cup. He's good he was in the World Cup. Like a fun player to watch. And then, obviously, he goes to Man United, and just, yeah, he was. Yeah. He was like a, but- Talking about United, you also have their signing of Amad from Atlanta. 30 million for a player who's only um, played like 25 minutes of professional football is outrageous. I think already it's just outrageous. Yeah. I think yeah, I think as well the problem is, especially with those big clubs, and what I feel like what might happen with that is it's gonna be one of those things where they sign him, there's a good prospect, great, he's gonna go out and loan for a little bit, you know, ride the bench or reserves, and then he's just become a, fl- a bit of a I wanna say flop. But then it's before we know it, he's going to be 24 years old or 23 years old. And then he yeah. starts, doesn't play great, and then they just ship him off. And, I mean, being a Chelsea fan, I know that all too well. 
And I just think, you know, there's always there's loads of excitement coming in with you know, young new players coming in, and then they just, you know, they just get put on loan like Chelsea notoriously known for that. And um, yeah, so it's just I feel like people shouldn't be too excited about those signings. But then again, obviously, the players. Right, coming to one more hot take before. Um, yeah. I think that it was your hot take. I think you said that Liverpool are going to finish yeah, outside course, the top yeah. four. Didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Let's not. I said. As a very very hot take, uh, as a very very hot take, that is unlikely to happen. But I think, going with the narrative of how you know Van Dyke's injured now, I think it'd be interesting to stay and see people's reaction about that. Which I think, yeah, I think it's possible. It's more possible well, now than it was a week ago. I think they'll stay in the top four. But, you have obviously Alisson in your foot, Adrian's a yeah, on, keeper, but he's only out for a short bit of time. And also, you could, you saw Fabinho's quality centre back. I think he can yeah. fill in that centre back role with Massive or Gomez, and they can play well. I don't think it's going to impact them a lot. He's probably their most valuable player, in my opinion. But they still have the quality up front in the midfield. Thiago, Mane, Salah. I think they can still definitely still challenge for the title. I don't see them coming out of the top four. But it, it could happen, but very, very unlikely. Yeah. No, that's fair. It's one of those things that's like, it's just interesting to talk about. But, uh, you know, there's still a lot of very, very good teams. I think it's a bit rude uh, and unfair to say that just because Van Dyke's injured that they. Uh, you know, especially if they made that January signing of that uh, defender, I forget his name, the guy from Leipzig. He, yeah, if they made that signing, they have more of a chance of yeah staying until four. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think Thank that um, that wraps it up for today. Thank you very much, Aaron, for coming on. And um, no problem. Yeah. I'll see you all next week. All right, man. That was very long. Go. I'm gonna lie, that was like. That was four-